Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Garfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. <laughs> and I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Greetings, Katie. Greetings. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm okay. Coachella uh, fevers hit LA, and I'm, they may have some horses in the back there. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, they might. You, you, we may have just given a slight tease as to what we're talking about this week. A, a hint. hint, a hint, because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and Coachella, and maybe horses. some horses on Billboard's <laughs> weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news. Fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be chatting about big chart news from Billie Eilish, Nipsey Hussle, and Lil Nas X. Also on the show, we're talking all about Coachella kicking off this weekend in Indio, California. There are a lot of Hot 100 favorites on the lineup this year, including headlining sets from Ariana Grande and Childish Gambino. So we'll talk all about what we want to see from one of the poppiest Coachellas yet. Popchella. Popchella. Plus, we have an interview with Coachella performers Sophie Tucker. This will be their second time performing at the festival, so we chatted with them about what will be different this time around, plus their new music on the way. So stick around for all that. But first, before we get started... If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. Let us talk charts. We love charts. Charts. Thank goodness I love the charts because that's what I do that's for your a living. Life. That is my life. <laughs> um, well, first up, on the Billboard 200 albums chart, the 17-year-old Billie Eilish becomes the first artist born in the 2000s to score a number one album as her new release, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, opens atop the chart. That's amazing. Eilish was born on December 18th, 2001. In yeah. case you young people are wondering, nothing makes you feel older than knowing somebody was born in the 2000s. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> it's like, oh, when were you born? Really? It's like 99, you feel fine. You hear 2000, and you're like, God, I was like graduating high school then. Like, you're just born? What? Yeah. Anyway. You were graduating high school in 2001? 2000. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. That's the turn of the millennium. <laughs> I could say where I was at. <laughs> I wasn't in high school. Well... Back to Billie Eilish's album. <laughs> Sorry, Billie. Uh, the set, which was released on March 29th, earned 313,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending April 4th, of course, according to Nielsen Music. That's the second largest week of the year for any album, second only to the debut frame of Ariana Grande's Thank You, Next, which scored 360,000 units in its first week earlier this year dang so yeah she's in uh, they're in some pretty good company there yeah um eilish also notches the third largest streaming week ever for an album by a woman as its songs collected 194 million on-demand audio streams only the debut weeks of thank you next and cardi b's invasion of privacy logged larger weeks um there's actually a whole lot of fun chart stats i put together for this um album hitting number one I, I wrote the story on sunday she sold a ton of uh vinyl albums mm. uh, she she i mean I, I put a lot of it in context and of course all this is coming after her 
a sort of initial release, which was called Don't Smile at Me. So maybe a lot of people are like, you know, sort of just getting to know her recently, but she has like a whole other project that came out before this that she's had since 2017 that is kind of building momentum yeah. towards the release of this album. Anyway, you slice it, it's a huge week for Billy. So congratulations. Say. Also, right below Eilish on the Billboard 200, Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap re enters at number two, uh, a new peak surpassing its original number four debut and peak a year ago. As the album earned 66,000 units, uh, up 2,244% compared to the previous week. Um, of course, all of the surge in uh, the units and chart reentry are all caused by uh, fan reaction and uh, fans listening to and buying uh, the album. Uh, mourning through music. Mourning uh, Hustle's death on March 31st. Um, by the way, Katie, not mm-hmm. in our script, uh do you remember when his memorial service is? Yeah, it's it's on Thursday, um, ah. which is April 11th. It's at LA's Staples Center. It's like an 18,000-seat arena. Uh, and I honestly think the city loves him that much that they couldn't have gotten away with anything smaller. Then uh, Tuesday, which is the day this show airs, is when they're going to be releasing free tickets, and everyone's able to get um, four tickets like per customer. Wow. So you just have to like sign up for them. So you're probably hearing this after they already went um, up for sale, so I'm guessing they're gone. Right. Um, but you know, um, uh, um, LA's, uh, I'm sure going to turn out on Thursday. Yeah. Well, uh, next over on the billboard hot 100 chart where Eilish actually has 14 songs on the tally, <laughs> including the new albums, bad guy, which bows at number seven, the gone viral hit old town road by little Nas X zooms from number 15, all the way to number one in just its fifth week on the chart. I mean, there's so many puns that are available. Riding, riding in. Gallops its one. way. Gallops. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Giddy ups all the way to number yeah, one. Yeah, that's a better one. I was trying to think of something involving nay. Um, uh, I couldn't think of one. Well, the track, which got its start as a viral uh, meme, basically on the lip sync video platform app TikTok. Lip sync video platform app that just rolls off the tongue. Yep. Have you used TikTok? TikTok. Never used TikTok. Neither have I. I think it's made for people probably a little bit younger. People born in the 2000s. Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. I'll ring up Billie Eilish and see if she's done a TikTok oh, no. to uh, Old Town Road. Uh, the song, sorry, rushes to the top with 46.6 million streams earned uh, in the tracking weekend in April 4th. And of course, that's up 60%. And it sold 22,000 downloads, which was up 83%, and radio was starting to embrace the track, of course, as well. Um, It's actually the first chart entry and number one for Little Nas X. And, fun fact, as the song samples Nine Inch Nails' 34 Ghosts 4, or 34 Ghosts 4, I'm not really sure, Trent Reznor, feel free to call me and correct me, Um, it gives Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who are the writers of 34 Ghosts 4, their first number ones as songwriters on the Hot 100. Wild. Um, The highest Reznor had gone previous to Old Town Road was with Nine Inch Nails' The Day the World Went Away, which topped out at number 17 in 1999. And as for Atticus Ross, Old Town is his first credited song on the Hot 100. Also, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is also not in your script. What, uh, do you know what year 34 Ghosts 4 is from? Not terribly long ago. It's, That's it was what like, I it wondered was, if it was like one of their soundtrack things It was. It's always like a weird score-ish instrumental thing. Yeah, because I know that, you know, Trent and Atticus are well known now for soundtracking. 
Um, Academy Award nominated. Yeah, or they did. The um, they did. Oh, it's from 2008. Yeah, so uh, kind of a while ago. 11 yeah, years ago. yeah. But they're, I should say, they're known for uh, working with David Fincher on uh, the Social, Social Network, Network is the biggest one. Um, and also uh, did the girl with the dragon tattoo. Thank you. Did they win an Oscar for Social Network? I think maybe, but I don't know that off the top. Feel of my free head. to Google. Why not? We're here together. We're mm-hmm. learning things together. I know that I think they were nominated for an Oscar for score, maybe, or it was a Golden Globe. Well, we're about to find out. I'm sure people listening are just, just we're gonna go to delighted accolades. Accolades. <laughs> um, they did. They won best original score at the Oscars and best original score motion picture at the Golden Globes, both for the Social Network. Yep. Wow. Trent Reznor, Academy Award winner, and now finally... Hot 100 number one. As a writer. I feel like I have two notes on this real quick. The first note is this uh, chart week does not include everyone's favorite Billy Ray Cyrus remix of the song that came out on Friday. Yeah, well... Um, is that correct? Minor caveat there. Okay. So, little, so there's the original version of Old Town Road which is based around a sample of the Nine Inch Nails track. If you mm-hmm. haven't listened to the Nine Inch Nails track, go listen to it because all of kind of the um, weird... The beginning strains of the song. Yeah, the, the sort of the guitar pluckiness mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. and sort of what make, makes you think musically it has a, a bit of a twang mm-hmm. is coming from a Nine Inch Nails song. So that's kind of Of course, funny. noted country superstars, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, um, but uh, on last Friday, uh, the f- April 5th, a new version of Old Town Road was released that um, added Billy Ray Cyrus onto the track. Mm-hmm. Of course, Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, who's had lots a number of country hits, indeed, including Achy Breaky Heart, also the father of Miley. Mm-hmm. Um, he added sort of a, a, an opening bit and a bridge, and then and he, a new verse. Uh, yeah, well, I thought it was the bridge, but yeah, he I added, guess it could be a bridge. He added a new section. Okay, to it. Um, that came out on Friday. Um, so that the streams and sales of that particular version will not impact the hot 100 until next week right but a little bit of its airplay would have impacted the new chart that we just announced right because the airplay week runs from monday through sunday yes interesting (sighs) you know my other note is that uh, uh, more notes yeah my last note is that i went to the final four this past weekend in minneapolis because my beloved michigan state spartans competed and very very badly lost but apparently, this song is kind of an unofficial, like, Texas Tech song. It's just who we played. And so they, the fans freaked out when they played it in the arena. Wow. Freaked out. And I, it just it made me even sadder because they, they were enjoying themselves. And I was just like, ah, we're losing this game. And anyway, here, that's all. Okay. <laughs> I went way off the, off the rails, off the, off the horse track. That's all right. Well, you're still talking, so now it's your turn. Getting back on track, uh, Coachella. Is this weekend giddy back on track? Giddy, giddy upping back on track. Oh God! The Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival returns this weekend in Indio, California, and it is one of the poppiest incarnations of the festival yet. We of course have Ariana Grande headlining, arguably our biggest pop star of the moment, given the absolute domination of her last two albums, Sweetener and Thank You Next, and then Childish Gambino, who earned his first Hot 100 number one last year not to mention song and record of the year at the Grammys for This Is America. And then the weekend's third headliner is Tame Impala. Noted pop band. Who, whose Kidding. front man, Kevin okay. Parker, okay, you're gonna turn this has around. dipped his toe into the pop pool previously by working with Mark Ronson and Lady Gaga. He and Mark actually wrote Perfect Illusion for mm, Gaga. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, I looked at his resume, mostly his... Uh, 
his work is in obviously Tame Impala and then some hip hop stuff. Mm-hmm. Kanye, Travis Scott, but there is there is a little Gaga there. Sure. Uh, but apart from the headliners, other Hot 100 mainstays on the bill this weekend include Khalid, Zed, Diplo, Juice World, LMA, Billy Eilish, J Balvin, Wiz Khalifa, DJ Snake, Bozzy, Friend and Bad Bunny. I mean, these are these are pop radio stars right here. All of those people. Um, so basically, you know, obviously Coachella has been evolving since it started in 1999, 20 years ago. Um, but this feels like especially notable. Maybe it's the Ariana of it all. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the part that is think, making it feel that pop? I think we, we sort of talked about this earlier this year on when the they pop announced shop the when lineup. they announced it and we were like, oh, is this kind of the poppiest lineup ever? And by virtue of the fact that their head, one of their three headliners is a pop star unlike when they've had Lady Gaga and Beyonce headline where it felt like they were on perhaps a different level than Ariana or it like it seemed like it was a different situation where well Beyonce surely is her own situation and then Gaga filled in for Beyonce of course when she when Beyonce was pregnant and so I think Gaga got a bit of a pass as far as like, does she have the creds to be here? Because it was a last minute sort of addition. You know mm. what I mean? And then well, she killed it. Isn't isn't technically Ariana kind of a fill in for Kanye who was supposed to headline that Actually, day? I mean, if you want to get technical, Kanye and Justin Timberlake were both rumored to be headlining. So the way people kind of been looking at it is that Ari filled in for Justin oh. as like the pop person and uh, Tame Impala filled in for Kanye as the weird one. <laughs> question mark. So Childish Gambino was always... Childish Gambino was always the rumor, reported person. Well. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Anyway, well, I mean, I, I, I think... Justin would have been pop as hell too, obviously. You know, I think it could be a couple things. I think um, uh, you know, maybe we think there are more pop acts now because maybe acts in general are kind of more open to kind of cross-pollinating themselves across different, you know... Uh, genres? Genres. Yes. Um, because Absolutely. You know, uh, the the folks that you listed off, uh, you know, Khalid is kind of an R&B, but kind of poppy, kind of alternative-ish Huge soul Hot 100 hit, uh, you know, hits. Zed and Diplo <laughs> are known as EDM acts, but have also had lots of pop hits. Mm-hmm. And Juice World is a sort of hip-hop artist, but at the same Maybe time... Maybe it's just pop is just getting... Pop is just getting a lot yeah. more sort of like influx from a lot of different kind of genres. And... Uh, it's just a really interesting time for pop music. Yeah. Um, but, so I think that's that. But also Ariana is firmly a pop act. Right. Well, so my Ariana question Sorry, is. Okay. No, I just saw uh, It's like, is she going to go out on stage and do the show that she does on her tour? You know, is that is or is she going to do something so like left field unexpected? Like, or is it something in between those? You know what I mean? I really hope it's. I mean, I, I would hope that she would kind of... I mean, not everyone can pull off what Beyonce did a few right. years ago. I mean, that's just sort of a, a feat into itself. But you, yeah, I think you want to bring more than just your sta- your typical stage arena show. Yeah. Like, you want to do more. And, and that well, isn't... that's that so isn't, geared toward your specific fan, yeah, too. You, you, like, yeah, in, in your own arena show, you are performing for your diehard fans people who already love you you're not winning anybody over at Coachella you kind of need to win people over yeah and so this is an opportunity especially as like the pop star so you know it's an incredible opportunity for her and you know who knows does that mean you bring out some guests does that mean you really take a really interesting 
um, creative leap. Um, does that mean you do songs that maybe we haven't heard before? Are you bringing out uh, Julie Andrews to cover something from The Sound of Music? Yeah, I think special guests and new music would be not expected, obviously, but like that that would definitely raise the bar. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Ari has in store. I am too. Yeah. Um, Keith, you've never been to Coachella. I have not. <laughs> if the lineups keep trending in this direction, aka, what if Madonna headlines? What would you ever be tempted to go? No, never. <laughs> Quickest answer of all time. I mean, tempted, sure, I'll think about it, but I'm yeah. like, nah. What if you could helicopter in? <laughs> oh wait, if I could just like literally like beam in, yeah, and then be in like some VIP section, yeah, to, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's also the case of most things in the world where you don't want to go there. Yeah, it's like, the doing of it all. I mean, haven't you thought of like, wouldn't it be great to visit this city or this country, but mm-hmm. not have to actually like go through all the crap of getting there? I and never, I actually haven't thought about that. Really? Yeah. I often think about that where I'm like, oh. I think I just go. No, no, I mean like really kind of like hard, to, like exotic cities. Like uh, the pyramids in Egypt or something? I was something? actually specifically that thinking literally of Cairo. Thinking of? I was specifically thinking of the of Cairo and the Great Pyramids. We could have gone to see a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert there. A couple that would of have weeks been so ago. amazing, but I would have wanted to like literally like Star Trek beam myself yes. in. Not, I'm like, I'm like, it just it seems like a lot of travel for like just one specific thing. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know. I mean, it's a fun experience. I've done it twice. Um, I think for the right lineup, I would do it again. Um, but I'm not sure what that lineup is. My friend was pressing me on that. She's like, Justin tell me, Timberlake. Right, tell me the dream trio of headliners. Reunites. Oh, that's interesting. You're like, oh, maybe. <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> and for that one, you'll actually drive there. Because, like, when I used to think about this eight years ago, I'd always be like, oh, obviously it's rock specific. So it would be like Radiohead right. and it would be like, you know, Oasis reuniting, <laughs> even though they hate each other and whatever. But now I could actually think like NSYNC reunion. Now I'm allowed to think that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to our guest because uh, we have a whole Coachella preview here and we have a our very own Coachella performer on the show. Um Sophie Tucker, who actually have performed before. They are made up of Sophie Holly Weld and Tucker Halpern, and they're returning to Coachella this weekend after playing there in 2017. But a lot has happened since then, um, including the success of their 2018 album Treehouse and its breakout single Best Friend, a number five hit on our Hot Dance electronic songs chart. Look at you with the chart info. Yeah, I got chart stats. Um, now they have some brand new music on the horizon, led by the Europop-tinged new song Fantasy, which just released last month. Um, we're going to talk all about Coachella, their brand new music, expanding their horizons with some international new collaborations, and much more. So enjoy our chat with Sophie Tucker. I want you to come Hello to Sophie Tucker, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming in today. Of course. Um, By the time this interview airs, your brand new song, Fantasy, will be out into the world, and we got a chance to listen to it um, already. Such a cool vibe. Um, Sounds different than anything you've done before. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about making that song? Yeah. I think this song really stems from, like my love of early 2000s like Eurodance music yeah 
sort of a genre that I think gets a bad rap. But every- I don't know why. I know. <laughs> it's like good. Well, no, secret- it's awesome. Secretly, everyone loves it. I exactly. think, and it's uh, we sort of wanted to sort of just use that as a little bit of inspiration mm-hmm. and and try to bring that sort of to now mm-hmm. and and to us. And it's funny because Sophie really didn't like that type of music at all. Ooh. <laughs> well, I didn't know that I liked it. That's. Well, so this I song said didn't, I didn't it like didn't it. end up actually exactly like that, of course. Yeah. But that's the inspiration was really mm. from there. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think there's some really well-written songs from that era, and yeah, I, I again like Tucker kind of introduced that to me, and then we were like, well, why don't we try doing something totally different? And it was an experiment, and it worked. And yeah, we weren't really sure what we were doing. We were just playing around. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that reference point because that def- it comes across, but it's not like a copycat of that. But right. it com- that feeling comes across. Well, some of those songs were really like epic and beautiful, and you can really just like scream and sing it out while dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, either there's this nowadays there's like a song you can dance to or a song you can sing to, mm-hmm. but having them together is mm-hmm. a really good feeling. Or like yeah. there's a radio song or a club song. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a yeah, exactly. So also like I usually don't sing out like that. I'm like usually much more subtle in my vocals, but this one is just it feels so good to sing <laughs> out. So that was kind of the a first careful you're you know you could be like the wailing house diva vocal at some point that's my favorite of you know <laughs> yeah the fingers crossed love love Tuck, love the wailing house. tucker at his fingers crossed yes. right there. Um, I, I say that with love by the yes. way to any wailing house diva that is listening i, I mean, also who, say it with love to sophie's subtle vocals which are also my favorite yes. I'm, I'm looking for, i'm looking forward to the to the martha wash collaboration soon <laughs> So um, why do you think fantasy kind of made sense for this, you know, next era of music kind of as the first taste of it? Why, why, why fantasy? Well, the next wave of music is all a little more epic mm-hmm. and a little bigger. Like we honestly, we've just been playing bigger and bigger shows and we get to these stages and we want to have a certain type of experience with these audiences and so we wanted to make songs that felt right in that context, like with a you know sea of people waving their hands back and forth. When and you're so, standing on a stage in front of like thousands and thousands of people, you want to like open your arms up, you know, like like Freddie Mercury pose. <laughs> yes. You want to just be big and like bring everyone in. Yeah. And when we started making music, our first EP we made before we'd ever done a live performance ever. Whoa. So that was really just like what do we want to hear while we're hanging out in a room? And then the next treehouse we sort of made as we started touring. And we are like, okay, we really like to go crazy on stage. We really like to, to use our energy and excitement. And we want to take it further and go a little harder. And then, and then we started playing you know, even bigger shows and bigger festivals. And now we're like, we want to be able to talk to 40,000 people. And we want to We want to have make, these like beautiful kind mm-hmm. of like connected experiences. Yeah. And still make it feel like it's those initial little clubs yeah. Yeah. and still make it feel that positivity and that like we're all on one wavelength and but stuff. But reach even more. But reach all the way yeah. back there. It's so funny that you said that because literally written here, he, the first thing he said, you you go ahead and tell them. Well, I have a two-part question. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the 
you've you've read our questions part <laughs> next. We have not. Um, but when you said how you created your first EP, just about with the intent of making music that you enjoy just to listen to, not really thinking how is this going to translate to a live performance. Have you then learned? Being like, okay, maybe this wouldn't work live, or maybe we should like. If you're, are you in the studio now thinking, how is this going to work live? Should we change this as we're making it now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we playing live is such a huge part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. And we love doing it so much, and so now we're we're always thinking, you know, how can this song uh, accomplish what we want to accomplish, which is again having these experiences with all these people that just feel really like together and fun and i think also though it's not sometimes we don't do that though right like right. it's like let's just make music for music yeah, like yeah. a lot of times we'll we'll make it the best we can like we'll make it we'll almost always just make it to be the best thing we think it is and then we go back and we're like hmm how are we going to perform this right because we have a lot of new songs that we're starting to perform and we've performed some and we're still sort of tweaking like how can I get more involved in the performance of this song? Or like, you know, if Sophie's not holding the guitar or if she's not singing, like how does she get more involved? And and so then there's, you know, choreography comes Hula into hoops, it. Or, lasers. Know, literally all yeah. the things. Right. Finger gloves. Right. Some sort of synchronized swimming action. <laughs> Whoa. So you adapt, basically, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we still Skateboarding. Make, make songs that don't <laughs> sure. really, they're like made for listening. And, yeah. You know. And then we just won't play those. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't the live experience. Um, The first time we, and this is the part where Katie was tipping you off. The first time we heard it, I, I actually, the first time we heard it, I didn't know I was listening to you. Hmm. She was playing it across because we sit next to one another in our office. To a fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so she started playing it and I'm just working or whatever. And I'm like, and he's like, what is this? Like, what are you listening to? She's like, this is the new Sophie Tucker. I'm like, really? Like this, this like fully reminds me of like, 90s 2000s like we're in a field we at a big festival said euro like euro festival. i'm like i'm just picturing like open air feel mm, like we <sighs> did it <laughs> and i'm like this is going to be so cool live yeah. like it's going to be such an epic moment yeah so we've been actually performing it for about six months. Well, we've been testing it out. Mm-hmm. We actually. I apologize that I did not know that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You don't need <laughs> okay. to know that. It's better that you don't. It's, it's, it's more it's fun surprise. that it's a brand new thing. But we also have been adapting it. So we started playing it and we were like, man, it doesn't take us there quite yet. Mm. Like it was always working well in the live show, but we knew like it could go better in this little section or it could go better in this section. And then, you know, we added some things, took a lot of things out, completely redid it at one point and then sort of went back to the original and sort of just tried all different ways of making this song because it's a beautiful song. Like Sophie could sing it with the guitar and it's like a beautiful song. That's that's the test of the good song. Which is fun. You can do acoustically. Right. So then we were like, okay, what really is the best outfit for this song? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think... Really excited where we ended up. No. Our chairs are breaking. Our chairs are breaking. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting too excited about the song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big budget podcast, you guys. So I well, was just gonna say that's such a luxury to be able to like kind of test test the waters like that, yeah. and also keep it secretive because you haven't fully released like an official version of it. Right. You know, it's that's that's awesome. It's fun. I'm glad we do that. I think a lot of we've talked to a lot of other bands, and not everyone does that because you know they kind of want to make sure it's 
like mixed and mastered and like really mm. like fully ready but it helps us so much in the process yeah. of figuring out mm-hmm. you know what's going on so sometimes here and there we'll always just toss in songs we made the week before just <laughs> to like because we're also so excited about them yeah you know? we'll we'll do them at soundcheck once and give it a shot and then Often we'll not play it again because we're like, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work so hard. <laughs> Premature. We get too overexcited. Never mind. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of you know how fantasy sounds like it's going to be amazing live and how it already obviously is going off, um, appropriately, you're lined up to play Coachella very soon. Yeah. Um, did your festival dates uh, factor into how you're rolling out the new music? Did you think like, all right, we've got these festivals lined up. Here's how we're going to drop the new singles or songs. Were you thinking about the entire time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes. Yeah. I mean, we've well, been making music. Time. Yeah. No, we've been like constantly making music for, we always do. Right. And um, we just got to a point where we were like, okay, we've got a lot of new music, like really ready. And um, now we're thinking, you know, okay, now we have all this music and we have all this coming up, like what makes most sense in what part of the year. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming. We're pretty much like going to be releasing music nonstop after fantasy. Just we're going to keep going. And and we've got a lot of really exciting tour dates and and songs coming. Hold them to it. You've heard it now. (laughs) There will be constant music and constant shows forever. (laughs) Kinda. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> we really have a good backlog right now of pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've played Coachella before back in 2017, but this has to be completely different considering the body of work you have now, the fan base you have now. Like, what are you expecting to be different between between the two? Well, it'll be a really different experience, I think. That was one of our first big festivals we'd ever played we played at three in the afternoon so we were hoping people would show up early it was like a billion degrees so we're like who's going to stand out in the sun for this yeah and we were really pleasantly surprised that we had a packed tent both weekends and it was one of the highlights of our careers probably still until this coachella until this (laughs) yeah yeah and this one you know uh I guess we can't tell you when, but we'll be but playing, you know, at a better time. We wondered <laughs> if you knew <laughs> that time. We actually that. wondered. We were, we're like, curious. do they know what time? But we like, won't if say. But, we, we, but you don't have to say. Obviously. I think it could even still change from what we know, sure. to be honest. Right. I think it's Coachella. Anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you may be on stage with Ariana that night. Whatever. You don't know. Surprise! <laughs> you could you could be up against Ariana. You never know. Oh, that would be kind of, that may, that would be bad. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be earlier than yeah. up yeah. against Ariana. But yeah. we we do have a whole new live show that we're premiering at Coachella. So mm. we've been you mm-hmm. know touring our live show for two and a half three years now, and we're doing a whole new revamp of of the show. So when so if people see you at Coachella, that would be the first time that they'll see this new. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're and we we're working on it now. So, I yeah. mean, we've been working on it for a while, but it's that's when we're debuting. Today, it. we're literally working on it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is in the car, we were literally working yeah. on it. <laughs> Is there any like little hint you can tell us about? You know what's different? Like fog machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess what. Well, we've slowly what we were been building. Before. We've been building our sort of previous one, sort of slowly every six months or a year. We've kind of been adding little aspects, and we have the book tree that we play uh like samples on this thing in the middle that's hit you hit it with drumsticks and it plays different samples and we have a lot of aspects like that but we're sort of making it 
less DIY now. Mm. And it's really going to be like professional yeah. and like bigger <laughs> and beautiful. And we've gone like all over the world to sort of collect like images and like content that's going to help it really like be what we've always wanted it to be. Uh, and a lot of new performance aspects and a lot of new songs. Yeah. And you said you use the word bigger for the music and for the production. Right. So yeah. It's kind of like everything is just, okay, we're playing to larger crowds and we have a way better sense of like what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so now we're really going to do it. That's exciting. Yeah. It's really <laughs> exciting. Did, did you guys ever go to Coachella as fans like before you played? No. no. So your first time there was 2017. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. interesting. I was just thinking this this year especially like uh, over the you know past decade basically it's been shifting so much in the lineup it, it was so rock it was so like alt rock to begin with yeah and now I mean we mentioned Ariana but like Casey Musgraves is playing too I mean like the genre could not be like more across the board I mean I'm sure you've been to other festivals wherever you um, have been before but like what do you think about that kind of environment where you literally have somebody who maybe only is there for Casey Musgraves coming to see you guys or <laughs> whatever like just that kind of across the board um, genre we actually get that sort of thing a lot because because we're kind of a weird one like we'll get booked at like mostly dance festivals or like you know DJ festivals mm-hmm. and then we're like the alternative band and then we'll get booked at like alternative festivals and then we're like the dance, dance DJ act. band right. but we're not either one don't right. you love genres so, yeah. <laughs> yeah we really know. don't love genres classifications I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean so so for us it's kind of like normal I yeah. mean we kind of never fit in so <laughs> we I like to think we always fit in but yeah. we also kind of never fit in because also <laughs> those sort of things the same thing happens it's like I want the CO2 and the fireworks from the EDM stage, but we need the stage hands and the live band capabilities of right. the alternative stage. <laughs> and it's like, damn it, we really don't fit in anywhere. <laughs> um, well, as you said, you're going to be playing new music and you have been playing new music, but you'll be playing new music at Coachella with a whole new um, presentation. And you have another new song on the horizon. Uh, that we've heard yes. that we can name. Yes. It's called Swing. <laughs> we've been given permission. It's not out yet, I don't think. Have you been playing it live at all? Yeah, we've been playing okay. that one live too. Um, without, I mean, since it's already out there, but let's pretend people haven't heard the recorded version, which they haven't. <laughs> let's pretend because it's true. It's true. <laughs> what can you sort of say about the song and, and you know the direction that you want to go with that sort of versus like maybe fantasy? Versus fantasy, yeah. yeah. I'm also obsessed with this song. That's good that you're obsessed with your own songs. Yeah, um, yeah we're really excited about all these new songs. I, yeah. I, I really love them. But uh, this one is different. It has the same sort of... It's in an epic world, an epic feel. Mm-hmm. But it sort of goes back to our roots, sort of where we started, which was like sort of poem, mantra, repetitive... Uh, Portuguese Portuguese so you know a lot a lot in common with like Jinky or Matadora which were our first yeah. two songs but there is something bigger about this one too like it it hits much harder it hits harder and it has like this very like epic battle feel yeah to it. we have a really fun video for this one oh Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> involving a battle <laughs> involving maybe very dramatic Stuff. 
<laughs> so vaguely specific, specifically vague. Um, are we allowed to say what our impression was of the song? Yeah, I want to hear. Oh, I mean, well, I was first struck by how different it was. Super from different. Fantasy. Yeah, like it, it, they, they're totally like different. Yeah. Um, like could not be more different. It's like I Sophie really, and I. Yep. Well, yeah. And when you said the repetitive, like the the, the the swing, like the word swing, like when that comes out, like that. Swing. Yeah, exactly. It's just perfect. I love it. So I'm super into it. It's the, it's yes. Oh, it just was, but it could not be more different. The fantasy. It's super different, and I thought the the juxt. I want to be like specific, but it's hard to describe <laughs> this. It's like there's the juxtaposition in the music itself, where you have this sort of like the start stop moments of. I guess they're strings-ish, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Where it, it's like you think the beat's going to go this direction, and right. then it doesn't. Right, yeah. But your brain, like, you're not annoyed by it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like the stutter. St- it's like yeah, the, yeah. sort of the stutter yeah. stopness yeah, of yeah. it, which is really cool. And, like, it's... That, so you have two fans of it already. Anyway, we like your music. Um, <laughs> but I was going to ask, with, with Fantasy and with Swing, um, are these moving toward a possible next album? Are you planning another album or project? It's going to be a playlist on Spotify. Right. Who knows? We can't tell you that. <laughs> you, you can't. No. So it's, we can call it an era of new Let's music. It's call definitely it an era. a new phase, a new era. Okay. Yeah. And there's definitely more. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's a visual nice. album. Got it. Nice. <laughs> and, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit uh, as far as like how you're thinking more about live, but I'm wondering how else your perspective might have changed or how the process of making new music changed since when you first started making that EP and making um, Treehouse. You know, did the did the success of um, you know songs and the building fan base did that all factor into the new music outside of the live element? Because I guess we already discussed that. I would say we're well. I think we were kind of always comfortable taking risks, but I feel maybe more. Yeah, comfortable we now. made like a weird Portuguese house music song, the first <laughs> song. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but we I don't weren't know. trying to make I pop music. Like, I, okay, I. Well, pop music for me is, like, more radical than that, you know? Like, huh? well, like... I want to hear more about that. Pop music what was so you? far from what I thought I was going to make, so making a pop song mm. was, like, super radical. I mm-hmm. know. Oh, you should have heard her, like, s- molassesly slow bossa nova <laughs> music before. Yeah. I don't think you would have imagined you were making, like, techno. Right. Definitely not. <laughs> so was so, this Tucker's influence that brought, like, the, the beat dan- to yeah. it? The, oh, yeah. the, the rave house inside yeah. you out. Okay. Yeah. But there's so much that's changed <laughs> and so much that, like, we've become inspired by, like the places that we've traveled, the people that we've met, we just got back from Colombia and like got an education mm. there. Um, I we can know. talk about that song too, I think. Okay, cool. So we, we have another song coming out. Um, exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, this one, this one is with one of our favorite bands in the world, Bomba Stereo from Colombia. Of course. And the song is a banger. It's so good. I'm so excited. That one makes so much really sense. You two, that fun. makes so much sense. Yeah. I love that. I and like the whole time, it was like, so I, I remember walking into the kitchen and Lee was like, I can't believe that we're here like with one of our favorite bands. And I was like, I can't believe you just said that. Let's hear one of our favorite bands. <laughs> Lee's the lead singer of Bumba. It was like so Stereo. much awesome. mutual love. But uh yeah, we're. I don't even remember what the question was at this point, to be honest. Like how things have changed when you went into recording oh. the new album since you've had all this success, and like clearly now you can make this connection to Bomba Stereo that you wouldn't yeah. have made, yeah, you know, totally. three or four years ago. 
<laughs> you didn't answer that question at all. I didn't. Yeah, no. Right. no, but I don't know. I guess what I'm like, your your horizons have broadened. Like our horizons have broadened, but people. I don't even know if it's she like kind of started success. by saying we already had broad horizons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> I'm I just think, saying you're I changing. The, I think the difference. To actually answer your question. <laughs> I keep doing that, eh? We, I think we've been influenced totally by, like, the journey and the things that have happened and the building fan base and all the travel especially, all the new friends especially, mm-hmm. all the new, like, sort of, like, doorways into new genres of music that I didn't know I loved, you know? Like, all sorts of fun things. We also throw this party called Animal Talk. And, like, we've been, that's been a really fun place for me to experiment and, like, DJ a lot of all types of music and, like, play some crazy, like, trance like, hardcore music and play a lot of, like, 90s, like, you know, early 2000s music that you'd never expect to hear in a dance club ever again. And it's, like, <laughs> Wait, outs- I, outside of 2000. I feel like yeah. I want an example of that. Yeah. one of the 90s or 2000s like LaBouche yes. like totally like LaBouche like I mean I'll even throw I'm not scared to throw in little Vanga Boys yeah I'll throw we like in to party. Hadaway or like <laughs> what is love yeah or, <laughs> maybe don't hurt know, me Sandstorm I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'm not, Sandstorm I'm not embarrassed going off so well also young kids think that's like a new techno song oh god it's crazy <laughs> I, I was like pretty thrown off by that <laughs> We've been keeping you far too long. Um, but um, I want to ask, uh, you know, one of the coolest things, um, is that where we're going right now? Tell, I was, I was going to wrap something. it up. Oh, you're going to just wrap yeah, up? Because we've no, I just do longer it. than just do we said. Give it to us. All right. Well, I, you sort of already answered the question too, which is why I was going to skip. But I was, I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, Best Friend was such like, one of the reasons it was such a success is just such a global group of featured artists. And obviously you just told us that, Bombo Stereo is going to be on one of your songs now. It, have you gone into this um, new music thinking about like collaborating and who you want to team up with and, and who, you know, who can add to the Sophie Tucker sound? I think the interesting thing is it may have come off sort of strategic like that because it did sort of hit a lot of different markets of the artists we used, especially on Best Friend. Right. But, uh, we really always just work with friends. Like we'll like have friends and then we'll be like, you know, it'd be so fun to make a song together. And we all just like, you know, either email each other or get in the studio and have fun. And I think with Bumba, it totally kind of was the same thing. We'd, we'd been a huge fan of theirs for a couple of years and we started seeing them at festivals. Turns out they were a fan of ours. We ended up being friends. They were always like, you should come to our place in Columbia in the jungle. And we were like, yeah, that sure. would be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> and then we actually do. And then we like make a song of our dreams and we're just like, gosh, this is awesome. That's but it wouldn't say. have come out if we didn't actually all just really like each other yeah. and kept seeing each other at festivals and shows. So I think the key and maybe why the songs feel good even mm-hmm. is that we're actually close with these people yeah it's not like you know an A&R at some record label like was like you should have a song with them because mm-hmm. their fans will like you and it will work right it's focus more, grouped well. I, I mean I do think our <laughs> yeah. fans will you know coexist beautifully Definitely. especially with Bombo Stereo right but uh but that wasn't the strategy some crazy strategy behind the scenes yeah. of like we should capitalize on this demographic of 18 <laughs> to 34 year old country fans exactly Ooh, interesting though 
Ooh. Looking forward to that Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it full circle back to Coachella. She um, was really good at the oh. Grammys. We were pretty impressed. Yeah. Because we, we were there. So it was like, you know who was really good? Brandi Carlisle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Incredible. didn't know who she was. <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't know who she, she was, was until that night. Yeah. so good. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, now, now, we now we've really kept you too long. Yeah. Um, no, I really appreciate you coming in and, and wish you the best of luck with all the new music. And can't wait to hear more of it. And good luck at Coachella, too. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sophie Tucker for coming in and good luck the next two weekends at Coachella. So lovely. It was a fun chat with them. Yeah, they're awesome. We, and uh, we love bringing Europop back. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, you hear, you heard us talk about it in the, I think we talked about it in the interview. Well, yes. Um, when, um, not Europop, but oh, okay. the first time we heard um, Fantasy. Oh, yes. And I was just like, what are you listening to, Katie? You're like, this is the new Sophie Tucker. Yep. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's a great song. I just re-listened to it today. It is a great song. It, it's it's like such a fun sort of like out of left field kind of moment. Throwback, but also modern. It's really good. I, I love it when people do throwbacky modern things. Yeah, yeah. I do too. <laughs> and now let's do the chart stat of the week. This is the dawning of the years ago this week the fifth dimension rose to number one on the billboard hot 100 chart with their medley of aquarius let the sunshine in from the musical hair the track climbed two to one on the chart dated april 12th 1969 and spent six weeks at number one now before there was hamilton wicked or even rent there was hair uh whose original cast album uh, spent 13 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart in 1969, Whoa. and it remains the last musical cast album to top the chart. Wow! Yeah, exactly. It's go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like with Hamilton, for instance, it was such a, like a a slow boil. You yeah. know, it got released, but that wasn't the. It's not like a debut week of a pop stars album. You know, it's like it's like everyone's discovering it as they go along. Ha- Hamilton reached a new peak. After it debuted. Exactly. And Hamilton is still, I think, probably this week in the top 40 of the Billboard 200. Exactly. Well, Hare's timely counterculture stamp helped bring the musical to the mainstream, with several covers of its songs becoming Billboard Hot 100 hits. Aside from the chart-topping Aquarius slash Let the Sunshine In, the Cow Sills hit number two with their cover of Hare. Oliver covered Good Morning Starshine and peaked at number three. And Three Dog Night reached number four with easy to be hard well the fifth dimensions medley was so popular uh it later won the grammy award for record of the year and finished as the number two year-end hot 100 song of 1969 what was number one i knew you were gonna ask that <laughs> you have any guesses oh man that's the last year of the beatles or they know it i'll give you a hint it's, okay. it's by a band that doesn't actually exist like the archies the archies with sugar sugar, sugar. Ah, honey, honey. Yeah, I'm like, what is a fake band? The, Ar- the Archies is an animated group. Cartoon band. Based, a cartoon band based on the cartoon Archie. And they had a song called Sugar Sugar. Uh, 
as it goes. <laughs> you think if you think 2019 is weird, woo boy. Well, I mean, in 2019 we have Riverdale, <laughs> a dramatic retelling of the Archie comics. I'm I'm down for a KJ Appa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> led group. Is that, is that how you pronounce his last name? Is sure. I actually have no idea. We need young people. <laughs> We need someone born in the 2000s to help. Where's Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish? <laughs> All right, so there you have it. 50 years ago this week, The Fifth Dimension's Aquarius Let the Sunshine In hit number one on the Hot 100. No, that was going to be my other question too. By the way, was whether the fifth dimension were actually like in hair? No. <laughs> okay, I never knew. Like I would, I heard, I know that song and that version of the songs, uh, but I didn't ever know if that was like an actual recording from the musical. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And also, the the two songs in the show are not together. Okay, that's interesting. They fit nicely together. Have you seen Hair? Never. My mom did a production of Hair when I was a child that we weren't allowed to go to. There's some Probably, nudity up in there. Yeah, there there is nudity <laughs> in the show. They did the full-on, like, nude version for this community college performance in Lansing oh, in, like, 1985. Super scandal. <laughs> Wait, so your mom staged this? Yeah, so my mom worked for, uh, like, a community college in, like, their theater music department. Uh-huh. And she would produce the shows. So she oh, was in charge of she kind She enabled of the nudity. Yeah, basically. Probably her call. <laughs> so, thanks, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so... um. Uh, any parting words? Um, man. Enjoy Coachella this weekend. Enjoy Coachella this weekend. Uh, Sunday service is the following weekend with Kanye West. Yeah, we didn't even bring that up. Well, we just uh, did now. If you, yeah, if you, if, if you're, you're there on Easter Sunday, who thought, hey, I'm just going to go to the low key weekend. I'm going to go to weekend <laughs> two. All of a sudden, it's a <laughs> Not thing. So low key. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, what song should we go out on? Oh man. We went through a lot of topics today, so I'm not even sure what to recall here. Yeah. Golly gee. Um, I Should we play the Archie Sugar Sugar? Sure. See you guys next time. Bye. Honey.